the 24 is owning every second of every minute of every hour of every day. To seize the moment to get the most out of every day. Being responsible for every 24 hours of every day of your life. I wanted to not have to be told what to do, who to hang out with, where to go, when to be there. Taking ownership of it. I love Own the 24 because it, it epitomizes everything that is about my life. At the end of your time here, you can look back and say, I, you know, I made the most. I own the 24. And when you own it, you get to do whatever you want, whenever you want, with whoever you want, wherever you want, and no one can tell you no. That's what I love about Own the 24. Welcome to Own the 24. It's Mike and Lori, and we hope you're owning your 24 today. Today, we're going to talk about never say never or never say never again. Yes? Yeah. So we had, you know, a request. We had somebody to give us a topic to talk about, right. and we, we took it on because mm -hmm. we've been through it, and we felt we could offer something of value, and hopefully we did. There's a lot to chew through there, uh, but again, hopefully there were some, some positive takeaways, and uh, we hope you enjoy it. Never say never. So we had a topic asked of us to discuss. Somebody like, requested something? Like to hear your thoughts. Yes, we had a, we had a message sent in. Like to hear your thoughts on um, marriage. Divorce. Divorce and remarriage. Yeah. Okay. Right. And it was... Um, That's a good topic. Within the context of... Um, you guys have been down the path. I think this individual was uh, only assuming that this individual was uh, contemplating moves in that uh, in that line of events. So Maybe. we uh, we thought we'd talk about it. Never say never. Never say never. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that was our thing. I said that. I'll never get married again. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it's that. Unusual for divorced people to say that, right? I mean, how many, like everyone probably says that at some point post their divorce. I'm never doing that again. Yeah. Probably most people. Well, yeah. I think when something hurts really bad, you say, I'm never going to, you know, right. like, gonna I'm not going to stick yeah. my hand on the stove. I did that once. It hurt. It was um, unpleasant. Yeah. Didn't like it. Yeah. Divorce is not a pleasant thing. It's funny. People, you know, you read often, oh, I just went through a painful divorce. Like, I like what percentage of them are, are happy and pleasant? Yeah. You know? I don't know. Maybe we could hear Small. from some people that it's a happy divorce, but it's never really happy to, to think you're going in one direction and well, go a different direction. Maybe it's like childbirth. I don't know. You can speak to it. Like, like, oh, I, right I changed you, my mind right away. Right after well, you had the kids, baby was like, ready to come out, I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. Yep. But you hear about women are, will say, you know, I'm not having any more kids. Like, that was horrifying. And then two years later, we're pregnant. You know, we're having another kid. One. Like, you forget about, maybe maybe the pain fades a little bit. And um, and you think about, you know, maybe it wasn't so bad. Maybe I should yeah. jump in there again. Uh, 
then there's also, you know, it can be a learning experience, right? You can say, hey, you know, how did I contribute to this and make some changes and say, I don't want to do that, right? Because wherever you go, there you are. Mm -hmm. So people think that the grass is greener and they're going to, you know, go some, go, you know, some other relationship is going to be better. And then they get over there and they create the same toxic relationship mm -hmm. over and over again. So there really needs to be, you know, some, some work on both sides, I would say. But, um, you know, I married my ex-husband twice. Hmm. So I did that, and then, you know. Well, he was, you married your ex-husband once, but you married the same guy twice, right? He wasn't your ex-husband the first time you married him. Right, okay, let's get into semantics. All right, so I married him, and then I divorced, and then got remarried, mm -hmm. and then divorced again. Mm-hmm really thought that you know it really wasn't going to happen that second time but you think you're you know you're not going to recreate things but you never know hmm. so but to be so hurt that you'd say i'm never going to do it again is almost like saying you know after a, a first really hard breakup as a you know when you're young boyfriend and girlfriend and say, you know what? I'm never going to fall in love again because it hurt so bad when we broke up. So you can't really think about biting your nose off to spite your face. So let's talk about why we got re remarried. Why do we, why do we get married again? Well, to me, the equation, it, I was never going to get married looking again. back on it. It's sim it's super simple to, in my way of thinking, probably over overly simplified in you know, may, may be offensive for, to some or whatever, but as I, as I see it, uh, you know, apologies to folks who, who, you know, have a uh, huge respect to this, to the, uh, institution of marriage in the, in the, in a church. That's just, you know, that's not the particular tradition that I, uh, that I, that inspires me. So with having said that, when, when you develop a, a strong personal relationship with a, with another person in our case another another member of the opposite sex and and that relationship is deepened through through years and in that in that relationship were to end it's no difference the pain that you feel whether or not you got to do some more paperwork or not right whether you have to go through the process of divorce that's that's entirely far and away secondary to the to the pain of the loss of the relationship so so this whole idea that i'm never getting married i'm never going to make that step to me is only to me i'm not saying it needs to be for everybody else is is a little bit um missing the point of a, of a real relationship like i'm well i'm really not gonna i'm really not committed in our first four years of our mayor of our relationship but now that we're married now i'm you know now I'm all the way in, and now that we're married, you know, we can, nothing can ever go wrong. And, well, and, just, and what made you say you would never try. get married again? See, probably the same as as everyone else. Like I never wanted to be. Uh, I never, you know, whoever would wish that they would ha go through that again, right? And you know, and we we went through it. Maybe like most most people, I'm sure most people, when you go through it the first time, you get, there's kids. Right, I mean, there's kids. Maybe some sometimes some second marriages have kids, 
but it's, you know, we had the kids. It wasn't just a relationship. It was that whole life split off. Right. right. And this whole, you know, well, the first horrible, time I got married, we didn't have kids. Horrible, painful. Yeah, that's true. I guess so. Trying to generalize everybody, but I, the, 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 the question was what made me say I'd never want to get married again. It was, uh, it wasn't really, if I'm being honest, it wasn't really, I never wanted to get married again. It was just that I never wanted to go through the pain of, of the loss again. Right. I mean, that's what we're at. That's where it's a self-preservation mechanism. Like I know I want to protect myself from that feeling of, of separation. That's all. What about you? For me, it was, um, I, you know, I was like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be tied to anyone. I was like, so like, when we were going through our divorce, the lawyers were, well, my lawyer wasn't that bad, but he was just playing defense. But the other lawyer was just horrific. And he knew that me not uprooting my children out of my house was a big deal to me. And um, probably, because a lot of that came from my childhood. You mm-hmm. know, we, we had to move when, I, when my parents got divorced and I was 10. Mm-hmm. And that was traumatic for me. So yeah. I think it was also bringing in triggers that were from my childhood that was like, I am not selling my house. I'm not uprooting my children. They are going to live in their house and I don't care what it takes. So the lawyer knew that that was mm-hmm. probably something that I was going to make me upset. So that's the whole entire divorce was threatening to force me sell, to sell my house. Sure. So in that, you know, respect, it was, it was the, the property settlement, I guess, the, the detangling mm-hmm. of the finances and the, and the being not in control of my future and being scared mm-hmm. with the responsibility of three little kids to right. take. So it was like, not only is it me, that's feeling threatened. And if it was me by myself, it probably wouldn't have been that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. But because my kids were also my responsibility, I was taking that on, that I didn't want the added pressure of, okay, it's, you know, financial calamity for me, but also I've got three little kids to raise where there's, it's going to be hard. It's not Mm going to be easy. So with that, I just I just wanted to be detangled. I never wanted to be, not that I wouldn't be committed to somebody again. I didn't want to be financially entangled. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like the courts won't let you out until they take all your money right. and destroy you financially. So I didn't want to put myself or anyone else through that again. Mm-hmm. Like, because, you know, you, you can be nice. You could, you could just part ways and, and be amicable and, and be fair and whatever. But when divorce is involved, it, it just, and lawyers are involved, it just doesn't seem to happen. Nope. You know, they want to just take everything and then and the minute it. everything's gone, then, then deals and, get done. Yeah. Then the, you know, it took like 11 months to yep. get divorced. That was, you know, in 2001, right through 9-11 and all that. And it was just torture torture and I I was like you know I'm just never gonna be um legally 
intertwined. Mm-hmm. That was my never, never, never doing it again thing. Right. But so I did it, and yeah. you know, it's not. I think you have to be with the right person too. I don't know. You always think you're with the right person when you get married, mm, right? You I don't like, so. oh, I think I'm doing the right thing. We'll like, I really thought that I was doing the right thing when I got married. And I don't know what happens when when you, when things go awry. But I think that when you're older and the kids are out of the way, like, mm. okay, so we have, we both have kids, you know, they're all grown up now. So that's not going to be like ripping children's hearts apart because right. you split up and all that. And, and you know, that was one thing I, I was always committed to, which I really admired about you as well, is that preserving the relationship with the ex so that the children didn't feel as though they had to choose. That's mm-hmm. a big deal. Yep. So that was not the case when I was a kid. So I wanted to make sure that my kids grew up having a relationship with their father Mm -hmm. and that it was a good one, you know, and there were, you know, troublesome times, but, but it's really good now. And, you know, those relationships are strong and he's remarried now. And I love his, his new wife and my kids love her and they never feel like they have to choose between us. Like, oh, I can't talk about dad in front of mom and I can't talk about mom in front of dad Mm -hmm. or there's this negative vibe going on all the time or we can't do holidays or something like that. And so when I met you and you had this ongoing relationship with your ex and the kids were, you know, comfortable with both parties, that was like one of your biggest selling points. Mm. It was like, you know, this is great mm-hmm. that, that you could have a strong relationship even though you're divorced. Right. And, and it's for the benefit of the children. I remember that being on my uh, list of selling points that I, Sell- that I presented to you. Selling points. That was one of my best selling oh, points know. that I wrote That's down. Like hey, I have your, a good relationship. What, my list, your I'm non-compromised tall, I'm tall, list. I'm I'm funny. That was number two. <laughs> number three was good relationship. Capable of not putting the children in the middle is a super, super important thing. That shows, um, you know, a level of of maturity that goes beyond yourself, Hmm. which I don't think a lot of people do. But moving past that, once the, okay, so it's you and I, we're older, we're not going to have children, right? We have children, so why would we get remarried? Why would we marry? Right. And I think it gets to the point of, you know you want to spend the rest of your life with this person. I'm not mm-hmm. going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. Like, I don't have any desire to be playing the field. Like, is there somebody else that's going to be better for me? Like, when we met and and things started to have chemistry, like, like, clicking with real fundamental philosophies of life. Like you were a journaler and you had your athletic regimen and you were, you ate well, nutritious and 
you know, those are things that were highly important to me, mm-hmm. that you were self-manicured and you were neat. And and I like that rule where you have that, you know, like if your neatness threshold <laughs> is higher or lower than the other yeah. person, yeah, I yeah. hit the jackpot yeah, on that. Like that one, yeah. And the fact that you like to, or that you do cook, you're a good cook. I think you're a great cook. And I don't like to cook is like I hit the jackpot on that too. So, hmm. you know, there That's were a lot funny. of things that were that were life compatibility type things. Like, do we like to do things together? Do we the same types of things? And do we enjoy each other's company? And are we on a path that is working towards the same thing? Hmm. Right? So a lot of times you get married and neither one of you is on a path and you just kind of go on this path that all of a sudden you're over here and I'm over here and we didn't realize that we ended up, you know, 15 years later not going in the same direction right. at all. I mean, statistically, the divorce rates on second marriages are higher than first marriages, right? I don't, I don't, I, don't, I know the numbers are always changing, but it's really high, you know, like mm. 70% or... Whereas I think first marriages is fifty percent, right? That's right. probably an old, old, some old numbers, but yeah, it, it really, it, to me, it was around. Um, just the, the, you know the connection. I would say first. So so the thesis is, uh, I'm nervous to get remarried. I, I'm making that up. I, right, I think that's what I'm right. drawing like from the why question. Why would I be? Uh, uh, why would I want not want yeah. to get remarried? Yeah, not, yeah. Do yeah. I not know if this is the real thing? So the, my, my question there, when I think about that in my mind, I think about our story, which we're not going to retell here, of how we came together, how we found each other, and mm-hmm. I would I would have to say when you said uh, we're not going anywhere or, or whatever, you, you just referenced that. I, I in my mind, I thought. Um, there's, there, you know, there's nobody, I, don't take this the wrong way, but there's like nobody better in the whole world, right? I mean, there's not, it's not like, it's, it's, it's an impossibility that there would be anyone in the whole world better for me than you, right? And that was because I, I created that. I really believe that I created that. I created the list. I mean, I, yeah. people use, overuse the word manifesting, but, uh, you know, I feel like that, you know, I, I aligned my frequency to, to draw you and it, and it worked. And so therefore, what, how could there possibly be some other option? Right, answer. right. As we're, I'm talking about when we're dating or when we're whatever, one years, two years. I mean, we, we, we moved in quickly. We moved in six months into our relationship and lived together and we're and lived together for what? 16, three years. Three years, right before we got married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and worked together for two of those three years. Right. So we're together all day, every day. Right. That's tough for, <laughs> for any normal couple, right? It really, yeah. I mean, to have that level of, you know, what I'm going to say this: it's tough, uh, and it was actually a benefit. Here's here's why it was it's a benefit because there is no. Uh, taking a different direction in life, you know, like, uh, like a, a normal, you know, quote unquote couple, he has his job, she has her job and they're off doing their job right. and they have their life and they're doing their life. And things happen when you're doing your life that can pull you into the wrong directions. 
Right. right. Yes. Yes. Like other people, be, you know, being around just, the yeah. office eight to 10 hours a day. Shit like that. And, yep. you know, you're just going to. Stresses of work and uh, stupid things. Talking and, to other people about your issues rather right. than your spouse. Where you should be talking. Right. So with Plus what, we've done a lot of, I, you know, we've done a lot of work. Right. So in various forms where communication is, is really important. Hmm. And, you know, if you can't, <laughs> no, go ahead. I'm going to communicate to the person, like, cause you've got this already, already always listening right. thing. Like there's, there's no getting through that. And sometimes there has to be a breakdown before there's a right. breakthrough. Like there's no listening at all. Right. And then a catastrophe happens and then you can either pull through it or you can like let that catastrophe be the thing that brings you down. Right. And it's all in communication, right? Lack of communication or the inability to communicate or be with somebody else's conversation. So, you know, having done some of that work, not that we're masterful, certainly I'm not masterful at it, but that's the possibility that's available, mm -hmm. right? So I'm thinking it's possible. It's mm -hmm. possible through communication to repair things and, uh, and, to, and to talk um, and get through it, not to be, you know, lacking skills, right? You're always working on getting better at it. It can be clunky. It can be, mm -hmm. you, can, you can mess it up. But when the intention is there, um, you know, that's, that's something I did not go into my first marriage with. Right. Right? I didn't have any of those skills or even the possibility that any of that existed. Yep. Yeah, it, it, it's, uh, so, it's so much... When I think about that, I laugh because we've done so much... You know, a few books that, 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 were, that are always beneficial to read, The Five Love Languages, yeah. The Four Agreements. Yeah. So people, people might hear, what does it mean, work? Do work, whatever. We're, really, we're talking about a lot of seminars. We've done yeah. a, lot of, a lot of intensive weekend, two- and three-day seminars. We've both done a year-long um, program, program yeah. that there wasn't, it wasn't all day, every day for a year, but it was, it was a, a, a full one day a week, plus many, many other hours throughout the week in, in pursuit of this program and four big intensive weekends a year, right? Mm -hmm. Five, yeah. Five, yeah. So in my case, six, right? I went an extra quarter. The, the, uh, so, so that's so much work and, and I laugh because, uh, I can't imagine what it would be like without, we're not, we're just, I would put myself into the, what you, into the group that you put yourself into, which is, we're still not very good at it. Like we're still, right. I wouldn't say we're You're bad way at better. It, You're way better we at have it than work, me. We, we, we're barely making, like we're, there are so many things that we could communicate better on. We'll just put it that way. Right. right. And so I, I, I'm like, oh my God, if we didn't, if we hadn't done all of that, Maybe we're a little slow learners or other people would be faster and they pick that up better. But uh, I'm going to say what, that's hard. No, you're, you're super, super good at that's hard. managing communication, I have to say. So the... Um, Which oh, most men aren't. Right. So you're like 12 uh, steps ahead. That's a whole different... We could do an hour on the role reversal of our relationship. And that would be funny to do because you mentioned, you know, he likes to cook and he likes to clean. And, you know, I'm, I'm so the woman and stereotypically in our, in our roles here. 
um, which we should we should talk about. Except you're the man. That takes some evil, uh, uh, not evil, ego, uh, real ego work, right? Hammering that ego into uh, into submission. But I want to make sure that we have a deliverable here that we're that we're offering something of value. Not, right. not that all of our conversation is not of value. Someone is like, boy, man. I'm just Should making this scenario up, not, but I right? love this person. You know, I'm, I'm, we've been together X time. And I, you know, my mind, my mind says, and I'm, and I'm being facetious, but my mind works like on a checklist. Like there's gotta be some, isn't there some checklist that we can come up with? It's <laughs> like, is that, does, does he or she pass? Does my partner pass this? Yes, no, this, uh, no. You know what? But see that, even the checklist doesn't matter if there's no, no chemistry. There has to be. There has to be something that draws you to want to be with this person for the rest of your life. Mm. And and that you really believe that you're going in the same direction, you know, and like that you that you work at that. Not that mm. it's work, but you work at it. Like just like going to the gym. Going to the gym's work, yeah. And it takes discipline, yeah. But the commitment to being healthy mm. is is just something you either want to pursue or you don't. Mm -hmm. So when we write our vision statement or we project into the future what we want to create or do we align on certain things, we talk about that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. right? Like we, I, I want to be on a journey with a willing participant who wants to be on a journey with me, right? Right, And the whole, I mean, life is, is, a, is a, it's a game, right? You're just in the journey. Yep. So you got to find somebody that you want to do the journey with. E easy to find, e easy to identify uh, the negative as well. And what I mean by that is, here's, here's the deal killer, in my opinion, and I mean unqualified killer, is if your partner is a fixer-upper in your mind. Oh, Right. Just yeah. for stop. Right. I can Just work with that. Don't. If you're thinking in the back of your yeah. mind, I can work with that. You're yeah. you're already and with and, the wrong person. And have some hope. It's not I can tolerate the yeah. quirks. It's I can fix that. So it yeah. can, so the quirk can go away and yeah. then I'll have a good person. Or or, or I I'm, I can live with that. You know, like yeah. where you're making a sacrifice and you know, and you're telling yourself that over and over again like, well, this and this and this is great, but this is not so great. And right. but I can live with that. Yeah. That's this disaster. It's disaster. disaster. Like That's you a... really that you know, you say checklist, but those quantifiable things that are that are tangible are also important, but the intangibles are are important as well. I, yeah, I would say just, just just going away talking points as our time is about up. One is, or a couple of points are, uh, is there fire there? Because if there's not fire, if there's no passion, stop. Just right. already stop. Like, right. why would you, not not stop, like, break up right now. But it's not, if you're thinking, like, go, no, go, do I, do I commit some of my life to this person? But you're, like, not really turned on by this other person, male or female, killer. Right. That's a killer. Yeah. Do we are we aligned in our in our vision for life? Right. That's a lot of words, but you, you get it. Generally, are direction. we moving in the same direction actively? Do we have agreement? This is where you do you would have like agreement. Do we have agreement on conflict resolution? How yeah. how how managerial does that sound? But man, that's the huge, huge, huge thing. Right. When shit goes sideways, and yeah. it's going to. 
how are we going to, how are we going to figure it out? Like right. almost like the rules of engagement. How are we going to fight if we, if you want to call it a fight, but the, I think there's still got to be rules of engagement, you know, like yeah. how can we agree to do that? If couples can agree to do that, right. I mean, yeah, you like, got the passion. I, you know, I dig being around that person and when things get bumpy or we have a misunderstanding, I have confidence that I can trust the partnership, the relationship, to talk about it. Maybe agree to disagree. Right. Maybe go to our corners and be and be upset. But right. we can figure that out. I think that's a big deal. Yeah. Do you think we get? Do we hit it at all? Yeah. Do Do I think we got through it all? Is that what you said? Well, did we give a good answer? Like, if somebody is thinking, I'm on the fence. I think. What would be, what would have somebody be on the fence? <laughs> oh man, I, I jumped right over that one, didn't I? You know? That's like, a good point. I mean, let's think about when we decided that we were going to get married. It was into the relationship years and we were doing fine not being married. And... We were sitting outside the gym in the car. I was wondering if you remembered exactly oh, where yeah, we were. We were sitting outside the gym in the car before mm -hmm. going in. It was winter. It was cold mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. And, it, you know, it's funny because I remember thinking, I want him to want to marry me. And I think that sometimes people will say, well, we're not going to get married because one of the people doesn't, doesn't want to get married. Right. And then the other one doesn't agree, but goes along because right. they're like, well, it's really still okay. Would. Yeah. I would. But I felt like we were far enough in our commitment to each other. That, and we did refer to each other as my husband and my wife. Yeah. Like everywhere we went, we were husband yeah. and wife. Like, Nobody considered us not married. Right. That's and, another really good point. You know, and then when you've been together so long anyway, there's common law marriage anyway. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I think when we, when, I, 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 I don't even really remember how it was. You were like, well, would you want to get married? I think you said, hmm. I think you. Yeah, that's where you, you kind of black out a little bit in your recollection of that. Yeah. I remember you getting on one knee no. and proposing. <laughs> that, that's not how. That's it, not how it went. That's not how it went. How did it go? How did it go in your memory of like, what, how did the discussion so, happen? It was some, it was some, there I was thought someone, you asked me, do you, would you really want, would you want to get married? There was some unrest. There was some tension in the car and then we had turned, we had turned it off and we we're getting ready to go in the gym and, and it came, somehow it got to that. And my sense for that was, well, okay. Cause when, you know how it goes in, in with people, like all people and there's something, go, there's something wrong, but the thing that's causing the, the wrong is too little to be what's really wrong. Right. You know? <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. And, uh, and, and when I, when we sort of stumbled across that and I can't honestly remember who brought it up, uh, I was like, that's it. That's, that's the thing. So this is the thing that, that needs to be talked about. Like we need to, we need to talk about this. And it was three, it had to be three years, roughly easily three years into our relationship. And all I remember is her, is you saying, uh, I would marry you. I would marry you. I remember you saying, I would marry you. I would get married or I would something like that. Like I heard I would marry you. And, uh, 
And I, you know, and I thought without, you know, without hesitation. Yeah. For all the things we, the reasons we've already talked about, it right. was like a no brainer. Like it right. wasn't even, Oh God, you know, can, can I have, can I have a couple of days to think about it? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Let me get back to you on that. You know, I got, I got some calls to make. Like it wasn't ever like, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's silly. There's no, there's no, um, you're, you're, you're all wet. You're like you're in the water, man. You can, you know, were you worried about getting wet now? Like there's no, <laughs> What, the, someone who's that far and my, and like if I'm talking to myself then there's there's nothing there's no different thing you you could possibly do of course you get married like uh, there's no there's no when we when we we had a, we had a fun time we we had a few close friends over well and we yeah had a we got ceremony. married in like we it was, it was we a, got married in like a month yeah, right we, we planned the, the whole thing, thing in like paper, four weeks I I didn't feel one bit different about you. After no. we got married, than before, right? That's uh, that's the honest truth, right? So the so that's a that's a that's a that's an elephant in the room is what's the hesitation, right? right? And if the hesitation really is over here, meaning with with the, the individual who has hesitancy because of the self doubt or or you know past based thinking, meaning you know I was hurt so badly before. I think I can trust you. Can you ever really trust anybody? I mean, we've all kind of had that feeling mm-hmm. in our in our lives and, and relationships. I get that. I get. So we shouldn't project. I'm not sure about you. So I'm not sure I want to get married to you. If it it may be just in that person. Like, am I really am I capable of having a, a marriage? Am I capable of being in a in a healthy relationship? I mean, there's so much self doubt that people have. Yeah, I think it's it's like I don't know I don't know if I can trust myself because yeah. I made a mistake that I thought wasn't going to be a mistake, and that's true. You know, I'm not sure if I can trust myself, or I just am. I refuse to trust anyone else ever again. Yeah, we got to remember we were in a place in our life. I mean, we were 50, weren't we? Yeah. Almost. I think I was yeah. almost 50. You were deep into your 50s. But <laughs> I was, no, I'm kidding. You're, only, she's, you're two years older than me. Um, but we, I don't think we were, maybe, it doesn't matter, but we were, we're not, we're not 30, right? Right. We're not 30. We had 20 years, you know, more on, on some people that would, that would have a, a second marriage. And, right. And, and potentially could have kids again. Right. Right. So, I mean, we weren't thinking kids were not on the table and, um, you know, when, you, when you're thinking about, is really this is the person I just want to spend the rest of my life with and do the journey with? Yeah. It's, you yeah. know, it's an easy, it's an easy choice when all those complications are not in the way, you know. But if you've got, like, say, um, you know, like your kids don't like the other person and you have to be around them or, um, you know, there's this other outside influences tugging at the relationship. But we didn't really have that. We were kind of isolated. Or fundamental, like fundamental philosophical differences. Money, maybe. Maybe yeah. there's a difference. Dave Ramsey's got a great course on that and couples management yeah. involved. It's free or whatever, super cheap. Yeah. Right, but if there's certain, maybe it's religious. Maybe you're like super hardcore into some into some sect and I'm not. And right. That's, you know, that's just gonna break we, right. we I, there's a lot of stories of um substance you know right. the, my husband's a, a great big drinker and, and i'm not and this this is gonna you know this is gonna go badly and it and it, and it does right? right or or it that stops and the, and the relationship is more important 
right. and things get reconciled. So where's the value in all that? I, I don't know. I'd sort of lost track. Right. But. Well, that's why, like, when, you, when you're trying to give advice, you really, I, I, I think it's up to each individual person to know what it is that you expect out of a marriage and that you don't have unfulfilled expectations. Like, you go into it sharing with the other person, you know, this is this is what I truly want in a relationship. And the other person feels unfettered in saying, this is what I truly want yeah. in a relationship. And you can be vulnerable with each other and share and and feel heard and respected and know that your um, you know know that you're willing to 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 face the turmoil that can come in life mm-hmm. right that, that you know you're going to have ups and downs in life and can you work through them are you willing to work through them or throw in the towel and i and i really have seen so many transformational things happen with relationships in all these courses mm. that we've done that that it is possible to regenerate a relationship and oh, totally. and, and transform it with with just some real simple techniques mm-hmm. if you can put the ego aside yeah. and all the triggers right you got to really work on it's more working on yourself yep. and and what do i bring to this relationship and am i capable yep. of of managing my response to my my thwarted or unfulfilled expectations that I didn't bother to share with my spouse in the first right. place. It's five love languages. Remember the couple that that scheduled the retreat that we went to in Costa Rica? From the time they scheduled it to the time the retreat happened, they had filed for divorce. Yeah. I mean, I think they had actually filed for divorce. Yeah. Like they were done. They were living in separate places. Mm-hmm. Somehow, some way, uh, decided to do the retreat together and then... One, one, the whole thing, and, and that was not just one couple. That was numbers of couples yeah. have had that happen. Yeah, that's a pretty powerful. So there, there are blocks inside of ourselves that we we need to be willing to work through, and and just doing like that landmark and seeing the role you play in the relationship, mm-hmm. and where we don't take any accountability at all for we just have our perspective, right. and we don't have any putting ourselves in the other person's yep. shoes like really yep. putting ourselves in the other person's shoes not to say that they're right or wrong or didn't do something right or wrong but what role did you play in that too yep. and you know that looking in the mirror and being willing to say you know if your partner say lies to you or your partner cheats on you those are big things right then what would you, you, you want to ask yourself the question, what am I doing mm-hmm. that would cause my partner to feel that he can't tell me the truth? Mm-hmm. Right? That's, that's one way to look at it that would be empowering to you saying, you know, how come my partner feels like they need to hide things from me? Mm-hmm. How come my partner can't be transparent? So what is it about me that's causing that person to feel that way? And then, mm-hmm creating the space for that person to be transparent and to say how they feel and not lie you know they you know they also have to do their own work with like 
you know, the, the, the cheating could be a number of different reasons, sure. right? Totally number. You let yourself go and right. there's not attractiveness anymore or they're working, you know, outside the home and then they get home and they hear you go, rah, 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 rah. Mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, it's a turnoff. So there's play in, in both sides, you know, not just the person that maybe cheated, but the person who got cheated on is also right. doing something. Sure. That's causing it. So another thing you see, did, were you complete on that point? Yeah. Another thing that uh, before we before we sign off here is uh, what's, what's coming to my mind as I'm hearing you say that is so many times is the case. Let's see if I can phrase this properly. If the if the idea of separation from that person is a lesser evil than staying with that person, okay, problem like problem meaning well yeah but we've been together so long and this is just her family's so great his or her family's so great and and uh, and the kids are are great you know whatever it is like any any peripheral thing around that person i just don't i don't want to go through the heartache of uh breaking up but the but the life prospect trajectory is just you know so you settle right right so you settle in, in, in every single time you settle without exception every single period time period it fails never 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 settle it happens uh, especially when they're younger right mm-hmm. these people just get married because it's time to get married yeah I graduated college or whatever you know I'm in my 20s all my friends are getting married you know Joe and I have been together for you know four years I don't know he's okay you know yeah. and, and there's really no um I guess regulatory class, you know, not that you need <laughs> yeah. regulation, but but right. it really would be nice to have some skills on planning your future, knowing how to communicate, mm-hmm. the rules of engagement, right. you know, like sure. how to how to engage when you're upset. Yep. And and you know, you get in love and you and you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody and you want to settle down and have a house and play family and all that stuff seems all rosy but there's life Hmm. there's stuff that's going to happen and and without skills without some kind of philosophy whether it's you know upbringing in the church or or whatever that that you know has you navigate and be able to um do all these things Mm -hmm. you know navigate all these landmines that you're going to go through it's really like setting yourself up for failure because it's it's about 15 years typically that the marriage will last Mm -hmm. before you know, demise sets in. That's a probably a pretty good average, huh? You know, and then it, you, you go through this lifespan of in the 20s, all your friends are getting married. So there's there's weddings and engagement parties and honeymoons and then there's babies. And so in your late 20s and 30s, now you're doing the baby thing and the first birthday and you've got a couple of kids. And by the time you're 40, if there's not a good solid foundation of like, where are we going? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. Are we meeting every Sunday evening talking about like, how's things? How are you? Mm-hmm. What, how do you feel? Like, are we, 
You know, are we spending enough time together? Do you feel fulfilled? Is my love tank full? Is your love tank full? That's the like, uh, we don't, five love languages. We reference. don't talk about or address any of these things, and then we suppress them. Right. And then we they come out. They, they, you know, they go a long time with, and then resentments build and withholds right. happen. And, and then you're talking to yourself and you're getting, you know, you're mm -hmm. talking, you know, and Temporal. then you, then you're talking to someone else. And then before you know it, the neighbor, the coworker, the whatever. What's that saying? Don't, don't go in, don't go in by yourself. It's dangerous. Oh, don't so. go into your mind alone. It's yeah. a dangerous place. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, you're just gonna, you're only seeing things from your perspective without, mm -hmm. you know, double checking. And, and when you're on autopilot too, because don't forget, you, you got a house, you got a couple of cars, you got bills, you got jobs, you got full-time everything. Yes. And there's not enough time in the day to actually sit and take a breath and go, how are we doing? How are you doing? Yeah. Like, how's everything going over there? I think what there? you're saying is there is enough time, but the feeling is, the general feeling is there's not enough time. There's always time for the things there's, you value. There's always time to do it, except it gets neglected. That's right. Because it's, it's almost taken for granted mm -hmm. that we're just on autopilot now, right. and we're going to just cruise into the sunset yeah. Yeah. and I think that is the that's the illusion of a happy marriage is that you know it's just going to sail off into the sunset without any work it's unfulfilled unshared expectations yeah I mean I've heard couples say you know one says well this is just as good as it gets and the other one's like it is no, not as good as it gets gotta, it's got to be Big more problem yeah there's more. So well, yes. we hope that that were some. There were some tidbits, if not uh, more than that. That was. Well, let value. us know too. You know, yeah. put some comments in there and let us know if it, if we hit anything or yeah. um, that that yeah, this happened to you. And we'll look back on this podcast and say that was the genesis of Mike and Laurie's pre-marriage retreat counseling school. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. No. Yeah, All everybody right. gets some ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a different topic. Okay. All right. Thanks. Good talk. Good talk. So we hope you enjoyed our topic today. It was a lot of fun doing it. Make sure you check us out at ownthe24.com. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Spotify, Anchor and Stitcher for Android. And don't forget to also subscribe to our YouTube page and like and follow our Facebook page at ownthe24. We each get the same 24 hours a day. Let's make sure we all own our 24. Let's go. Tick tock, motherfucker.